Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. Three mates, three different teams, three very different opinions. Today's topic on the agenda is Barcelona, or Barcelona, as we should call the current situation, with the club's mounting debt. Um, seems to still be there. However, they have just managed to splash around 120 million euros on both Lewandowski and Rafinha. We're going to be talking in, in depth today about, one, whether they should be allowed to do that, two, why are they being allowed to do this? And three, you know, will this affect their fi financial future and, and in general, their future as a club? But before we move on to that today, I just wanted to um, recap what we started off with last week in regards to the lost in possession English Premier League Fantasy Football League. If you would like to join, we're happy to share the code with you. However, you must be following us on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, subscribing to us as well on YouTube. Um, and if you enter that, you'll you'll join our league with another load of members of our fan club, and it will all battle it out throughout the season where the winner will win a 23-24 Premier League shirt of their choice. So we're not going to give you one of the knockoffs in the end-of-season sale. We're going to give you a really nice brand-new present I think you'll look great in, whether that's Arsenal, whether that's Man City, whether that's Tottenham, whether that's Chelsea whether that's Leeds or whether that's a team that's going to be in the Premier League next year from the Championship, it, the choice will be yours. So we'll share all the information with you, but make sure you like, share and subscribe. And of course, you know, get involved. Tell your mates too. So let's move on with the topic of discussion today, Barcelona. As you can see, they're 1.3 billion euros in debt. However, the club are throwing money around like Elon Musk. They've signed Lewandowski in the past 24 hours. They, they welcomed Rafinha to the club last week, and that was 70 million euros alone. They're also have still got Frank Kessie, even though it was a free. They've got Christensen on a free. They're still they're trying to sign Marcos Alonso. They still want Aspilicheta, which of course is going to cost money. No one seems to really know how they seem to be getting this money. However, a lot of people seem to don't think it's going to pay off in the long run. Jordan, let's start with you, as they seem to be trying to sign most of Chelsea's team at this moment in time. What is your opinion? Do you think Barcelona should be allowed to do this? Do you think um, do you think this is going to have some serious consequences later on? Or do you think everyone's making sort of a big deal out of nothing here? Well, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to put into words how ridiculous it, it seems to be at the minute. Like every, every single day of the transfer window, there's another news story on who Barcelona are going to sign, despite the fact they've got no money. Um, I mean, obviously, you're touching it with Chelsea. I, I feel like they've got, I don't know if it's a vendetta against us or, or they're hijack FC, but not only do they want Christensen, who, who's done, I think Christensen's signed but not registered yet. Obviously, they want Alonso from us. They want Azpilicueta from us. Not only that, but we're in for Jules Kunde. They're trying to hijack that deal, apparently. Rafinha, apparently, we had, and then Barcelona came in. Fair play, Rafinha wanted to go there. Uh, obviously, Dembele we were linked with. Um, he's now signed a new deal. Um, I, I, it just the saga goes on. It every transfer they seem to want to hijack, no matter who any club in the world's going for. Um, all in a backdrop of, as you said, a billion euros in debt. They owe. There's rumours about owing Frankie de Jong money as well. <laughs> so they've they spend all this money that they, they they can't even pay their own players. They've you know they've sold ten percent of their future TV rights. Um, I, I don't I, honestly there's so much I could say I, I don't know where to start but 
all I can say is it's absolutely, there's no way it's sustainable. It's just not. You know, we, we've seen, and, and me and Jamie more so, I guess, with, with our clubs over the you know past decade or so, spending money a bit frivolously, right? But this is this is on a different scale. The, cl- the club's in debt. They're selling future revenues that they've not earned yet whilst being in debt, whilst not paying their players. And then the other day, they're in for Bernardo Silva for 80 million as well. I just, I, I, I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. And, and Jamie, obviously, you're an accountant by day. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to rewrite the textbook on, on the kind of dodgy accounting that's going on here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's sustainable. And I, it's, they, they've got to implode at some point. Yeah, I, I'm baffled. I think this just sort of goes into what the hell is FFP for? What is it for? Honestly, it's ridiculous how this is even allowed. I understand they've got that. They may have been lucky due to the pandemic that sort of allows them. There's sort of a period where people can make a loss due to not having the revenue from the stadiums. But they've even lost revenue from selling tickets due to Messi leaving. So it's not as if they're selling out week by week and it's the fans that are keeping them afloat and things like that. It's not people have gone, their stadium's not being full, full capacity for sort of games because people want to go and see Messi, for example. They are, I just see, obviously, the damage was done before Laporta came in. Obviously, he was previously president and now now is again, but I can't remember the name of the person before. He's the reason why it's all happened. But the solution for it would be, right, we need to cut back stuff let's sort of find a plan where we'll have sort of we'll just have to go through like the academy kind of process you'd think kind of kind of what Chelsea slightly had to do when they had their I'll say one season transfer ban even though they still managed to sign a few players in that which was a another (laughs) another sort of topic but like I just don't understand what FFP is there for it's it it just shows how stupid it is and obviously, I'm not a, I'm not a lover of it being a City fan, but as Jordan touched on, we spend money. Chelsea spend money. We've got zero pound in debt. I believe Chelsea have as well. There's only like four or five clubs in the world that have that. So if we've got no debt, we will spend our money, and there's no problem with it. And I think I don't know how true it was, but the quote of when Barca were trying to get Lewandowski was by and went. We don't think you're going to be. You think you're going to be bankrupt in three years. We want the money now because we don't trust you. And the Rafinha deal, Leeds have added on, said, right, if you don't pay us in the sort of time structure we said, we want an extra ten million off you because they don't believe they're going to pay it. So that deal from I don't know how much I think it was like sixty-five million something like that. An extra ten million is going to go on top of that because I reckon Leeds are laughing at that because they've <laughs> just gone. We're getting an extra ten mil. And then you go with the players' wages. There's like at least four or five players who have taken serious pay cuts. I know football players are still on a lot of money anyway, so it doesn't properly matter. But I think some of them were up to 70% of their wages cut. And then they obviously had players given like a grace period saying, this is where the De Jong situation's coming. Because they said, look, okay, it's during the pandemic, times are hard you don't have to pay me, but I still want to be paid. And this is where he's sort of, I think he's hard. I don't, I don't know the full situation, obviously, but he clearly wants to be paid. 
And I think Barca are trying to be like, oh, United are going to pay for that. We'll, we'll hold on. United are pay for it for us kind of scenario. But then you even look at the players that you mentioned. They've got, the, they got Christian and Kessie on the free. They've still got to be paid wages, which they don't have according to Spain's FFP. Yeah. So that's why them players are not registered yet. But then they go and sign Lewandowski after that, linked in with Kunde. If you can't register yeah. the players you've got, how are you going to register these players? Okay, I guess De Jong's going to free up some money, but... but you, think just, it, you think they'd sell the players, wouldn't they, to free up money? Like Dembele, well, it, get him well, off the I wage bill. I get... Well, they have a bit. They've got rid of Coutinho. Coutinho and um, Griezmann were the two highest... Wages after Messi, so obviously Messi left, Griezmann left, and that was that's one of that's one of the worst sort of transfer sagas ever. I think that's. I'm trying to decide what's worse: was it the Pogba transfer or was it the Griezmann one? Because they gave Atletico Suarez to go and win the league, whereas, I, and then gave him back for such a low fee. Ah, oh, it. But the, t- the sort of the TV rights I wanted to go back on. You said ten percent. They are allowed to sell twenty five percent overall per La Liga. So it's only a matter of time before that fifteen percent extra they've got left is gone. And then what do they? Twenty five percent of future revenue just gone. It's all just short term, short term, short term. It seems. Whereas I, I just don't. Because I, I like admire Barcelona as such a huge club. I've enjoyed watching their sort of the football they've played when they've obviously had like Messi there. Then you had like Ronaldinho, you've had Rivaldo, R9 was there. It's players of sort of, you know, huge. And then we've obviously got sort of my manager was there. He is sort of one of the players, Pep. But to go down the way they have and it's kind of at the moment I've now sort of changed my mind thinking, oh, it's a shame how badly this president's done. But now a new one's come in and I'm just going to spend all the money still. It's ridiculous. And this is where I think this is UEFA dropped a massive bomb with this FFP and they're not doing anything about debt. They just wanted to sort of help the cartel, really. They wanted to stop. They wanted to stop another Chelsea sort of coming in when they had the money from Abramovich. Just it's, it's being run but sorry no I've just stopped no just stop caring at the moment. I think like you deserve to. You deserve to be like dropped a few leagues due to how badly your financial situation is. What were you gonna say, George? No, I was gonna say that the way it's run almost feels now like it's it's a government like the way a government would run a country, right? You get a new, you know, president, prime minister comes in, spends a load of money, gets the country in debt, knowing that in four years' time, they'll just move on and resign. It feels like that with their president situation, where Laporte's come in, he'll, he'll do all this dodgy accounting, club will be in more debt, it'll be a shambles, and then they'll go, yeah, I'm just going to resign. And then someone else will come in and just do the same thing, and it'll just be a never-ending saga, um, which is just ridiculous, obviously, as, as a football club. What I would say is it doesn't look like, obviously, you know, we've got to respect Barcelona's, you know, rich history and, and tradition and all the rest of it. And they're a big part of Spanish football and they will, maybe always will be. But 
it still seems they've got the, the, the player pool. You know, Rafina wanted to go there. Lewandowski wants to go there. Like, they've, they've not lost that yet. So, I guess from a fan's perspective, they're not a sinking ship just yet. But financially, I can't see how this is this model is sustainable. I just don't get it. That's all short term. Yeah. If you look at all the players they've bought, bar Torres in January for 50 million. And by the way, we signed Harlan for the exact same fee. Like, I know wages come into it and agency fees, but like that shows the sort of they're still just splashing cash for players that I've just looking at Rafinha's 25. Realistically, are they going to resell him for more? No. Lewandowski's 33. No. I think Kessie and Christian are sort of like around the 25 age. Once again, they're probably they they came in for free, so any sale would be a profit, I guess. But still, and I just don't, and they've got um, I think Abamyang's wages. Yeah. I don't reckon they're that cheap. He was never. He was thirty thousand a week. Say that again, sorry. He's thirty thousand pounds a week. He took a pay cut to join. To thirty thousand. Wow. Yeah, that, that goes into the element of the players still want to play for them, so the money thing isn't necessarily the issue. Oh, they're they're a huge club, and like they should, yeah, things like that will they still will have the pull. But it's it's just such a short term mindset. Like if they went and gone gone and bought sort of like they went right, we're going to buy some young players who are good good young players. We could possibly resell them in a few years, and that will help us get money back. But on the list of who they're buying, there's no one really. Yeah, I mean, Dembele is probably the only one who you could say, oh, maybe he'll turn good and then in five years we could sell him. But even the ones with us, Alonso... They bought Dembele in for 100 and something million, didn't they? 120 million. It's not... It might be a small resale, but like it's obviously a massive loss. Yeah. Reese, what do you sort of see from Barca in the next sort of like five years? Do you see anything from them? Or do you you see them like where Bayern said they might be bankrupt in three years? Um, no, I think I think they'll be okay. Um, you don't really hear of Spanish clubs going bankrupt, so I think I think I think they'll be okay. At the moment, there's definitely a lot of short-term gain without the long-term in mind, and, and that's probably important to actually think about that right now. Um, I think you're looking at a club that's got itself in a mess, and it's been in a mess now, you know, for a good seven eight years. You think of. 2012 when they had every player in the starting 11 was a graduate of the academy you know since then uh, Bartomeu I believe his, his name is pronounced um, you know he came in and, and that's where the cracks really started to appear and there's a lot of you know putting plasters over over things with um, you know signing loads and loads of players for the academy and not one of them getting into the team and and then the big money of the English leagues and the rise of PSG and Bayern Munich's finances meant that they could take some of the younger players away. So, you know, uh, I believe Xavi Simmons was one of them. And you've got people like Fabregas and, you know, lots and lots of young players were being pipped away. So Barcelona were dealing with an uphill battle there because Barcelona wouldn't pay some of the wages. They're not going to pay a youngster £30,000 a week. That's just not what they were going to do. But the Premier League clubs can. The PSG can. So 
your attitude is we've got Barcelona on your CV, you're going to sign him. So there's that. And then, of course, the Neymar situation, I think, where things started to get really bad. Um, I think that, that was the bit that hopped into this. It had already gone, it had already started to go sour before. But this really, I think, showed everybody that things weren't quite right. And this is where a lot of short term situations come into it. You know, you, you sold him for 200 million. They didn't invest that money properly. They instead bought two players basically with it, Patinho yeah. and Dembele. And both of them, you know, haven't worked out Dembele as of yet. Um, but Coutinho's gone and Dembele has just signed a new deal there, despite being injured for most of the time. So you start to see these players, and then you bring in Griezmann, for example. Was it 100 million for a 28, 29 year old? That's just something. He flopped as well because they didn't have they had too many players in that position, you know, and it just it just spiraled out of control. Their salary cap last year was 90, I think 97 million euros. Now it's minus 144 million, which is is just ridiculous money. You know, it just goes to show the scale of it. So what they've done has made a lot of sense. You know, the Spotify deal you've got, um, selling some of the TV rights, etc. In a way, yes, you're basically, I would say, you're sort of prostituting yourself out a little bit because you're offering because you are selling yourself because you're basically saying, you know, but because you're in that situation where you have to. Otherwise, they've got no money coming in. Now, Barcelona need to be competitive. And if they've got no academy players coming through, where are they going to get these players? So they've had to sell things in order to make this short-term gain. Lewandowski will be good for another four years still. You know, and Rafinha is probably going to deliver for them and, and all that. So they've got some players that can help tie them over. But it's when them players start to go, yeah. where do they go? You know, their whole academy needs to be revamped back, back to how it was. I think they'll be fine because the short money will help keep them afloat. You know, it will keep them afloat. They'll think of other ways. You know, they'll start having, you know, sponsors in all sorts of aspects of the game and, and you know, probably hire out the Camp Nou for things and all of well, that. they already started that, haven't they? Yeah. Wedding, wedding, wedding's going on in the Camp Nou. Yeah, so if anyone wants to get they'll add a zero on the money. I, I don't believe that any of our girlfriends would be sort of too happy if we suggested that, but... No, no not by any means. <laughs> but but it's it's I can see why they're doing it at the moment. You know they're just they're hemorrhaging cash, but they need the short term now to at least get themselves up because if they win the league next year, get through to the Champions League group stage, that's going to be extra money they get coming through. The issue where they've tied themselves over in their deals and they probably because they had to is something to do with the way the percentage works. So with their TV rights. If they give them, say, 10% of the TV rights and they make 100 million off the TV, if they make 200 million off the TV next year, they're still going to get that 10%. So the 10% for them is going to go up. So, in a way, it's like they're not really making that huge, huge gap that they need to get. get. But yeah, it's a, it's a strange situation that really I think they should have seen coming. Yeah. And um, I thought there was issues when the Neymar money was spent ridiculously, as soon as Dembele was signed by 100 million, I didn't think something was right um, because he wasn't worth that. He was only signed for about 12 million or something like that after one season. So that's when you have to, you know, you know that there's a lot of issues there. It was, but, some, it was definitely panic buying, wasn't it? Yeah. They it literally buying. When I, they I lost think Neymar. They, they were, I think they were arrogant thinking Neymar's not going to leave. He's not going to mm -hmm. leave. 
they can pay the release clause, he still won't leave kind of scenario, or no one's going to pay the release clause. That happened, they've gone, ah, what what has gone on kind of thing. Dembele looks good, we'll go buy him, forgetting that he's very injury prone, that's before he even came to Barca, that got proven he's injury prone. I know not all players continue the injury process, but he was one who has Coutinho. The Coutinho sort of, the actual player wasn't a bad deal because he's someone who's creative and is a goal threat. Like he was, them two basically were trying to cover Neymar, but you could have spread them funds so much better. Uh, look what they're spending now. I think they're actually, they are building a good team. Like I, I, I do believe they are going to do, well, I think they're still going to do as expected. They're going to be in the title race as such. They'll be in the top four at least. They're probably they'll probably think that they are golf apart from third place down, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. That's the sort of that's the problem though. Even if they didn't spend this, they probably still would have got top three. They probably still would get out of the Champions League group, barring who they get, but most times the top two seeds get it, and that's based on previous records so they're they're being pop two so they'll have one difficult game and then pop three and four should be an easier game where they're favorites to win so it's whether i think they're trying to just gloss over it really they're just like oh we've got that ignore that we'll buy him he's going to improve our team yeah i mean they've got but if you look on the other side of the coin with clubs that are in financial trouble they don't spend a penny and i think they get worse you know I know completely different clubs and completely different financial structures, but if you remember Portsmouth back in 2010, you know, they bought a bunch of car stops, you know, and look what happened. They went sliding down, sliding down, sliding down. Um, And it's very easy to say, oh, we're going to tighten the purse strings. But sometimes it does more harm than good. I think, you know, they've had to raise money and it's been an easy way of raising money. You know, they can use a third of the money raised. Yeah, that's right. So, that's going to help. It's it's a nice way of getting round things and helping them. because at the moment they need these players in. Do they have resale value? No, because they're too expensive. But will they help them in the, for the next three, four years minimum? Yes, I'd say so. After that, they're going to have to hope that you know they're still competing up there to attract the players. I think they will attract the players. I really think they do because I think Atletico Madrid aren't going to splash the money to compete further. I don't think Seville, they're too much of a selling club anyway, so there's no point even worrying about them. It's its just stripping it back now, I think. But but yeah, it's a, it's a very strange thing with Barcelona because it's a matter of, you know, you look at it, you think, what, what, what is going on? You know, how how is this ever going to be sustainable in the long run. So I would like to say to both of you, can you see Barcelona going out of business? Personally, can you see them going out of business or can you see them falling away from the top four spot in Spain? Because I think the Champions League is probably a good few years away yet. Yeah, there's no, there's no way. There's, there's, there's just no way they're going to win the Champions League. You know, they're, yes, they've got a good squad now with, all, you know, assuming all the signings come in and they do actually register the players they've signed. You know, they'll, they'll be up there, but they're not, good, they're not good enough to win the Champions League. You know, they've got an, an aging squad, even with the signings, in my opinion. Um, and the problem is, all they're doing 
is kind of knocking it down the goalpost for another three years. You know, if you're selling your TV rights, 10% of, I think, your future TV rights for the next 25 years. What happens a few years later when you've already sold the money you were due to get in for the TV rights? And you're like, oh, well, we've just lost that stream of income. We've already got a sponsorship deal. So we can't really take on another sponsor. It's just like, I, I don't see, other than like a super, super rich billionaire person who, you know, like the Saudis, whatever, who's genuinely just like, look, I've been a Barcelona fan all my life. I'll give you a few billion in dodgy deals and, and we'll just write it off. With the exception of that happening, I just can't see how they can stay in business and, and, and keep this model. And I, I can see a scenario, maybe not three years, but maybe, you know, five to 10 years down the line where, you know, suddenly those checks aren't being cashed. <laughs> you know, Frankie Dion, Dion, prime example, going to the bank, checks not clearing. What are you going to do then? Um, you know, with, with as soon as players start to not get paid, with all the rumours and everything going on as it is, that's when the dominoes will start to fall. Fans will be protesting outside the stadium. Players will lose interest. And suddenly when players aren't getting paid, you know, yes, maybe they'll take a 10% pay cut because they love the club. But you're not going to take a 70% pay cut just because you like Barcelona. It's just, it's just not true. You know, if you're good enough, you know, let, let, let's take, you know, well, let's take Dembele, right? He's taking a pay cut. We that were interested. In, by the yeah, way. I mean that that's that's a lot. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is that the novelty will wear off at some point. When you start getting into 40, 50, 60 percent, you know you might love it, but you're not going to take a, a pay cut that big just because it's Barcelona. So when that novelty wears off, the dominoes will start falling when pay, players aren't getting paid. The fans will protest. The president will resign, and then where where do you go? And I, I really can see them. Again, I don't want to call it in years, but maybe five to ten years, the dominoes will fall and the kind of house of cards, I guess, will start to collapse. And I, I genuinely could see them going out of business in the next decade. Interesting. Before I move on to you, Jamie, I just want to think, I think you touched upon it there. I think one of Barcelona's main problems is, is one, they've got a squad of players that nobody actually wants. You know, their best players are 30 plus. So you're not going to be, and then the players they've spent big on aren't worth that money. Someone like re-signing Dembélé is probably help going to add value to him now. You know, if they decide to sell him next year, they'll probably still get 50, 60 mil for him. I think I think one thing they've done smartly is do the TV sale rights. If you think of, say, a club like Leeds in 2002, I think it was, 2003, you know, they took out a loan on season tickets or took the money out of next season's season tickets, assuming they'll qualify for the Champions League the year after. They didn't. And then it becomes just a house of cards just falling down. So at least they've smartly done it like that, where it's guaranteed sort of revenue in a way. Um, it is interesting. Jamie, what are your thoughts? I see it's more likely that they're actually going to be like bankrupt before they go tumbling down. And I think that's due to how Spanish football is. There are sort of other sort of, Goodish teams like the Sevilla, Villarreal, they've done well, obviously, in like Europa, but none of them are quite good enough to push up the table. Obviously, like you've seen a few teams do quite well recently. Like Sevilla was up there this season, but they're normally sort of one year anomalies. And I don't really see them doing that. But it's more they're spending all this money. 
unless they're gone, right, we're going to spend big this summer due to sort of like the FFP ways of we can get away with it, having this huge loss, then we'll sort of cut back for the next few. That's the only way I see it stopping. But if they want to keep competing where, because Barcelona want to go and win the league, they want to go and challenge for the Champions League. They're not going to do that next season. I think Madrid are going to win the league and I don't see them being better than any of the four English clubs, Real Madrid, Bayern and probably some of the Italian teams. I don't see them being better than any of them. So I think it's going to be nearly impossible for them to go and win the Champions League. So what are they realistically going to get out of buying these players? It's... uh, I just don't see, but the tumbling down, I think they'll just go, oh, we've actually lost a few players. We might actually drop down a few. We're going to spend big and they'll just add to the debt because you might as well keep going, <laughs> I think, in their mind. And it could be due to what John was saying with the presidency of Laporta might go, look, I've done enough. I've tried my best. I'm out. But I think with a government, it's different. To be fair, the only other way is a government bailout. And I know that's frowned upon and t- and La Liga are very, their, pres- uh, their sort of own, I don't know what he's called, the chairman of La Liga is very vocal about clubs being owned by states and countries, but then won't talk about Madrid or Barcelona and Atletico in them sort of categories. But it's something that I... I can only see a huge bailout and because they're owing so much money, people are going to bail out. But I feel like it's going to get to a point where no one's going to sell to Barca soon. Yeah. Like, like with Bayern, what well, if Bayern did actually say that? I don't and then Leeds adding on the extra 10 million. It's everyone's got, you know what? I don't think you're going to afford it because before this transfer window, they owed 126 million to 19 different clubs. Now they've added on to that with another 120 plus whatever they sort of buy for Kunde if they get him Aspilicueta the, the TV rights deal was only I think 176 million I believe so okay. that's, that's that done <laughs> it'll likely increase the TV rights as they come in each year they tend to pay more every year so that's one of the reasons that's been taken the, the sort of valuation for the next 15% was roughly around 400 million so I feel like your what you said there was seems a bit low, but obviously I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know if it. But with the, what you said about the pay cuts, Jordan, the reason why the players who are taking there's a few players like PK Busquets, Alba, they're taking these seventy percent cuts because they do love Barcelona, but they've come through the academies, they've been there for. Yeah. 10, 15, maybe even 20 years kind of scenario, that's where they're falling in love. Whereas Rafinha might go, I want to play there. I've always been dream to play there. Oh, you're going to take 70% off what I'm now earning. No. Like, it's, it, you think it's the point where players don't want to, like, you're, you are, like, footballers' careers are short, like, in terms of most careers. Obviously, they earn a hell of a lot of money, more than what... <laughs> we're going to run kind of thing. They would have had discussions with them though and said like, look, as you can tell, we're in a bit of a financial hole here. If we need to, they've probably put something in the contract to say like, look, if you have to take X amount off, we're going to have to do it. Yeah. 
possibly, but or oh. they could be in like cuckoo land and sort of thinking, yeah. nah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I, I see them being more bankrupt. Like it's, I think it's more likely they go bankrupt than you see them finishing 10th in the league. I That's kind of how I'd see them. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I ask my sort of final question, really, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting the perspective on this. I think the big thing is, is the debt is not the problem. It's the financial fair play. You know, if you keep spending, you can rack up as much debt as you want. Eventually, you're going to have to pay it back. But, you know, there's no limit to what you can really do. It's the financial fair play that I think has screwed them here. And I think it's to stop clubs doing this. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You can't, because if they didn't have it there, how many clubs would be in this situation? You know, too many clubs, especially the smaller clubs who sometimes get a bit trigger happy with their spending at times, you know, when it all goes wrong, you know, this is why German League has certain infrastructure in place. We've got certain infrastructure in place. French football, I'm not too sure about. Italian football, that clubs tend to go bankrupt there quite regularly, so there's probably no restrictions in place there, or very minimum. But yeah, it's, it's a real interesting situation, because I think of all the clubs in the world, it had to be Barca, and they've shown us how to do it. I wouldn't know how any other club could do it. My last question is, I know you both can see bankruptcy, but what do you think would be the solution for Barcelona to survive and thrive in the long run? So it doesn't necessarily have... I think competitive is their big thing. Stay competitive because that will generate more revenue. But what do you think would be their solution? I've got, I think it's going to be personally invest more in the mafia. That might save them, but that's going to take some time. Uh, what do you think, John? So just to kind of go back a little step as well, I, I think you both raised the point that because of the lower, because of the goal between them, Madrid and, and the other teams, I, for me, I, I think, you know, they could probably for a year or two, afford to not make all these frivolous signings and say, look, we're going to suffer for a couple of years, probably won't win the league, but actually, even with the current squad, we're good enough to finish second. And I do think that's genuinely the case. Without all these signings, realistically, they probably still could have got a second place finish, maybe maybe saved a bit of money with all these sponsorship deals and all the rest of it, and then try to slowly reinvest in a bit of youth cheaper prices, clever deals. Um, but, but the way they're doing, all, the, all they're doing is spending too much money on, generally speaking, an aging squad. So I, I don't think there's a solution to that. The solution would be to cut back spending and, and try and do it in a way that's not going to mess you up in the league. And then slowly but surely, that? what's that? I said, you're right. It's exactly what got them into the mess, you know. Buying yeah. players 28, 29, 30 with no resale value, yeah. value for high, high amounts. Yeah, so the solution for me is it, it, maybe it's too late, but cut back your spending, be clever where you can get away with it, and then slowly but surely reinvest in younger players. There's enough good deals in the market, right, on young talent that cl- you look at clubs and go, wow, what a deal. So I, for me, maybe, maybe the ship has sailed, but a little bit more clever and, and strategic. I I kind of agree with what you're saying there, Jordan. To be honest, it's got to be right from like obviously they've spent the money this summer and they're probably going to go for Kunde as well. So let's add another another fifty million to it. I think they've got to go right. This is the squad we're going to have for the next four or five years, and anyone new coming in is going to be either a free transfer or a very small transfer fee, or it's going to be from the academy. That's that's the only way I can see it. And they're 
cut back because what I think they did very well was getting players to agree to cutting the wages. Like to get 70% off some of these wages is ridiculous. They got rid of Coutinho, they got rid of Griezmann. The messy one, I I don't know if they like he was on a hell of a lot of money, but I don't know whether they lost. I think they they're gonna lose money overall from him. So it's a big loss for them because obviously he's on a hell of a lot of wages, but he was bringing in so much revenue. Sponsorship. Sponsorship yeah, yeah. deals had a messy clause in them, I heard. So that was kind of the problem with that. Then, yeah, they've. I think they've they've got to then go, right, we're going to kind of do an Arsenal sort of under Wenger. I know it wasn't, it didn't end too well, but they were going to be like, right, we're getting top four. That's the aim. We just need the money. We need the money. Tick over for a few years because they're in, like Arsenal were trying to pay back something, but they weren't in this, like how badly this is. And I think Arsenal was slightly un, slightly unlucky that the sort of City takeover happened to have the money into the support, support sort of, like to stop them from being able to go, right, we're, we're in the top four every year, we're done. So I think that's what they've got to do and hope no one takes over Villarreal and they go and become, you know, billions of pound owners. With the sort of, I think John mentioned about the Saudi sort of owners like Newcastle have, I just don't see that ever happening due to how big that is. Because the Saudi owners, I believe, have something like twenty billion pounds. I might be wrong in that. No one's going to go. Oh, chuck away a twentieth of your wealth on debt that you're going to see nothing back. Yeah, that's and they I'm don't right. buy a big established. When I say big established clubs, there's no point in them buying Barcelona. They'll be better off buying Valencia or Villarreal, where there's actually something to build. I think that's so they can rule that out already. Cool. Well, on that note, as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Are Barcelona a sinking ship? Um, but as always, like, comment, and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh,